Welcome to the American Ninja Debate. I'm your host, Jarrett, here with my co-host, Zach. Zach, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. Happy to be here. My name's Zach. Been watching the show for quite a few years now. Um, I became a big fan of Captain NBC, so a little fun fact is that this past Halloween, I actually dressed in a homemade Captain NBC costume and was recognized by a total of one person. <laughs> it wasn't me, but... Uh, and I'm Jared, as I mentioned, and I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, bit of a stat geek, I would say, and I've been doing fantasy sports for pretty much my whole life, uh, but never American Ninja Warrior until just last year when we decided to design our own league to properly capture uh, the ninja spirit out there. As Jared said, this is our second year. The first year last season was won by Jared's fiance. So this is pretty much a revenge season for us. Yeah, it's all about revenge out there. Can't let Nikki win this one again. <laughs> yeah, and as you can tell, we're clearly a couple ninja super fans here, mm. and that's why we wanted to make this podcast overall. Zach, talk about some of our goals doing this. Um, I think for me, what I really want to get out of this podcast is to really talk about who truly is the best American Ninja Warrior. Uh, you see year after year these uh, one-on-one interviews throughout the show where everyone wants to talk about how they want to be the first or how they want to be the next Ninja Warrior. You've had Isaac say he wants to prove himself the best. Last year, Drew's takeaway was, I want to prove that I'm among the top ranking. So I think this would be a cool opportunity for us to really discuss who is the best of the best. Uh, a good chance for us to debate you know, between ninjas who we like and who, who have the skill. And I, I think that's what I want to get out of this. Yeah, I agree, and I think it'll be good to take kind of a deeper look, a more mm -hmm. in-depth analysis. You know, sometimes it's hard to distinguish between the show's narrative and who actually are the best, most talented ninjas. You see these side-by-side -side interviews, and they're asking you, you know, why does your job as a, as a bug scientist relate <laughs> right. to being a ninja... And really, you know, that's not what I what we feel is important. I, th I think I can speak for both of us there. It's that's more right. about, you know, the skill set that you have, rock climbing, pole vaulting. And I think, I think what you just said that was really important was mm -hmm. uh, not to speak to necessarily the show's narrative, but to really look deeper. Because a lot of the time the show's cutting, you know, cutting through, you come back from commercial break and they skip through some of, some of the top guys. Yeah. And, and they don't, just don't get the face time, so you don't really see who's really good. So we're going to take a deeper look at who is completing these courses and who are the top ninja warriors. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So, should we talk about the show, the show tonight? Yeah, yeah, if you don't know, uh, tonight was the 2017 All-Star Show for American Ninja Warrior. Yes. And uh, if you don't know exactly what that is, uh, Jared, do you want to give a brief description? Yeah, let me break it down a little bit. So it kind of comes in two pieces, right? So the first piece is uh, a bit of a team challenge. You have mm -hmm. Matt and Akbar and Christine who all pick their own teams, and they do kind of a relay competition um, with, the, with the people they pick to see which announcer kind of has the best ninja team. Throughout, throughout the Vegas Stage 1, Stage 2, and right. Stage 3. Yeah, good point. And then the second half is kind of a skills competition where they kind of look at some of the most famous obstacles, you know, the salmon ladder, the warped wall, um, and they take them to the extreme and they test all the important aspects of ninja skills. That's right. How high up can we make it up the salmon ladder and, and how tall can we make it up the warped wall and, and they take the best ninjas from those categories. So it's a pretty cool way for us to see like who is coming into this season looking sharp, who's on their game, who's been getting in their training. Uh, and it's just fun. It's a lot of fun to see these courses brought out to the, the next level in the extremes. And you, know, you see these uh, ninjas throughout the season get to 
go obstacle after obstacle and, and you see some really cool things, but you really wonder what is like the extent that these guys can do because they're doing some amazing stuff. Yeah, the limits are really being tested out there. Um, so, Zach, what do you think watching that show, what was kind of your biggest takeaway from what you saw? Um, for me, I think there were two really cool things that I saw. I think one is that Nicholas Coolridge looked absolutely awesome in that first half of the show in that team competition especially in the finals he took on the middle portion of stage three uh and looked really really strong out there absolutely crushing the uh the hanging wall and and he just looked great i I thought a, a big takeaway is that he's coming into this season looking sharp uh, the other thing I want to call out is Najee Richardson, first of all, getting a lot of face time. They put him in yes. a lot. He, he was in the team competition in the first event. Then he was in multiple competitions in in the uh, extreme obstacle events. And specifically where he he seemed to shine tonight is is that, you know, what was it called? That, that deep lache, that last obstacle yeah. uh, where, you, where you swing from the one ledge to the next. And it was him against Dreschel at the end, obviously. Dreschel won last year. Uh, well, Dreschel tied last year with Isaac. Mm. So everyone's thinking that Dreschel's going to probably take this one again. And right. he ends up doing that, spoiler alert, <laughs> but in overtime because Najee, at only five foot seven, uh, just flew tonight. Absolutely flew. And that really gives me high hopes looking at Najee going into this season. And he's on my fantasy team, so I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, and Najee was doing that at the end. Like you said, he had a really busy night um, where he was in the team competition. That's he was right. in the mega warped wall, uh, mega wall competition. Mm-hmm. And then he did this, which was Drew's so only event. So he goes in tired as well. And he, yeah. I mean, he was really flying tonight. He yeah. looked fantastic. Well, the gymnast, the body control that mm-hmm. he has, that's something really important. And Courage is another one who's, uh, I think he's an acrobat by profession. That's right. So he really knows how to use his body. And we saw in one of the other um, challenges that they did, he really used the trampoline to jump the highest out yeah. of anybody. Yeah, he looked awesome tonight also. I really, really have good hopes for uh, Cool Ridge going into this season too. Yeah, he's a bit of a, a bit of a guy. He didn't get a ton of face time last year. No, and that's what we're talking about with finding the real best ninjas out there. Because, you know, according to the show's agenda, he might not have been. But if you look closer, he really, really is an all-star athlete. So he's somebody to keep an eye on this season. Yeah. Uh, Jared, do you have any other takeaways from tonight? Well, if, if we're talking FaceTime, then I think somebody that got a ton of FaceTime was uh, Jesse Flex LeBrec, who Flex LeBrec. was uh, all up in the spotlight. She did a couple different individual challenges. She yep. was in the team challenge. Um, and I think, I mean, we've been discussing this kind of on the side, but I'm not sure Jesse Graff is coming back this year. I think that she's mentioned in the past that mm-hmm. if she has a stunt gig lined up, then she's going to take that. I mean, that's her, that's her career. That's where she makes her money. Right. Uh, you got to do that. Yeah. So if she's not back, they need another female face because Jesse Graff was really huge for the show last year, what she did. Absolutely. I mean, she brought in tons of viewers and YouTube and, clips. And hopefully inspired a ton more women to, to show them that they can really keep up with all the top guys yeah, in the show. Exactly. I mean, she absolutely killed it last season yeah and she looked really good in this challenge and she too. looked great tonight yeah. and you know so me who knows maybe she will show up right but that's completely speculation on our part but if she does it it does give them this chance uh to use lebrec and also martin who was all over the show tonight yeah can be their you know top uh top women and and their poster children for, for the for the female athletes showing that they can they are just as much part of this sport as the men. And Lebrec is talented. I mean we saw Very her in talented. the in the so get strong. up the wall 
Uh, yeah. That was pretty impressive. Absolutely. Um, she had a good showing on the salmon ladder, too. I was actually kind of surprised how yeah. high she got. She got higher than I thought she, she was. Get. She was. She made it 19, 19 rungs high. 19, I think. Yeah. That's incredible. That yeah. That is uh, eight more than Casey Canzara <laughs> did in this competition. Yeah, the previous year. In the previous year. So it's pretty impressive. And then the other big takeaway that I had was watching Jeff Britton uh, in his oh, Britton challenge. killed it tonight. He's just so strong. He's all forearm. <laughs> he was up against he, Brian Arnold. So he was in this competition. If you didn't see it, uh, it was a speed race, one versus one, uh, where the athletes had to move across, across and up this pegged wall, putting peg after peg in the holes, and first went to the buzzer at the top one. And, and going up against Brian Arnold, who's one of my favorite athletes and also on my fantasy team, uh, he just crushed him. He, he sped through it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and so you have to uh, have the conversation, the difficult conversation, is Jeff Britton going to be back this season? Yeah. Uh, and it seems like he's not going to be. Uh, based on what I've seen from his Instagram posts kind of after the fact, he said he was going to participate in the National Ninja League that they have, mm-hmm. but then he was going to hang him up. Um, after last year, I think you could, I think you could kind of see it even. The fight and yeah. the, the passion just wasn't there. He'd already, he's already beaten the course. He very much had that attitude of, yeah. you know something, I, I did this incredible thing that you know I was the first one to do it after so many people couldn't do it. Uh, and, and so, you know, at, at that point, what else, the fight isn't necessarily there. He's done it. Uh, I think that that, this might be the end of him in these, uh, in this series, in this show. Again, speculation, right. uh, but, but this is coming from a little more because we've seen him make comments like that. Yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess we'll have to find out. Um, and he's got a lot going for him in real life. I mean, he's got a family and a wife, and and he's got a real job. This is this isn't like some of these other ninjas. Which is also, I want to throw out part of what's so incredible about him yeah. is some of these other ninjas. So many of these other ninjas, uh, this is this is all they do. They have their gyms. They do their training. This is their complete lives. And you got a guy like uh, Jeff Britton out there raising his family, and and he's a cam- he's a cameraman uh, in, in in other sports. It's incredible that you know he doesn't train quite as hard, quite as much, quite as many days as some of these other athletes. But the pure talent and strength that this guy has is, has been really, really impressive. And whether or not Jeff Britton comes back, he I think has really cemented his place as as at least one of the top ninja warriors, the top American ninja warriors ever that ever will be. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of which, let's talk a little bit more about this upcoming season. I want to talk a little bit about who, Jared, I want to know who you think will go the furthest, and I want to know who you think has the best chance of climbing to the top of Mount Midoriyama. Yeah, and I think it's uh, key to note that you specified those as two different questions. You know, we feel like there's a difference between going the furthest and mm-hmm. having the best chance to beat the course. And when we were discussing this, it kind of comes down to stage two versus stage three. Zach, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think the main thing to note, uh, and and the reason I think about that is something that Isaac Caldiero said two seasons ago, where it was one of his one-off interviews, and he had said something to the effect of, I know that if I can make it past stage two, I can beat this entire this entire show. And that got me thinking, you know, some guys really specialize in a course like stage two, 
and other guys are going to specialize in a course like stage three. And I think specifically that works for the rock climbers and those and those grip strength guys because it's so upper body stage mm-hmm. three. And and so I think when it comes to a question of who's got the best chance of climbing Mount Midoriyama, you might pick one of those rock climbers or grip strength guys. But if the question is who has the best chance of going further, it's who do you like as, as the type of ninja who's going to beat stage two, specifically that those last few obstacles that get seemingly tougher and tougher every year, and that brings out the true ninja in these in these athletes. Yeah. So it really is a combination of strength and skill and stamina. So so I think that's the distinction there. So so I guess if you're gonna consider this as two different questions, who's gonna go the furthest and who has the best shot of finishing? Uh, who are your picks, Jarrett? What do you think? Uh, let's start with furthest, and I think that my pick for the furthest, um, it's not exactly a groundbreaking pick, <laughs> but I, I'm going with Daniel Gill here. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the best chance to go the furthest, and my reasoning behind this, first of all, I love his poise and his balance. Mm-hmm. Like This is a guy who you don't see make a lot of mistakes. He's well-rounded in his training. Like He can dead hang for days but he also like dances and sings he's and, an opera singer and now. sings like he's just so you see him out there on the Very course versatile. and he's able to like be efficient uh yet fast at the same time like poised and diligent yeah, very efficient the thing i really like about gill is he is he's not always the tradition he doesn't always take the most traditional method mm. to beating these courses like you notice last season on that on that uh dead hang where, where they're moving peg after peg uh from upside down he was straight armed everybody else and, and the judges and, and matt and uh akbar are even talking about keeping your l's and keeping those right angle arm grip to make it easier for you but not for gill he, he like has trained so hard at the dead hang that he just was armed straight and, and so he has these different approaches of doing things, and I think that's a really, really neat thing about him, and it shows that there are multiple ways to get through these obstacles. I think that's what you really love to see. And he's still learning. Like, he's still young. Right, that was, was only his second, second season. Second season, he's, I guess, so 23, impressive. probably he'll be this season. Imagine but... how good he'd be if he got a haircut. That's the thing that I was going <laughs> to say. I was going to say his biggest weakness might be, like, getting his hair in his eyes and messing up one of the obstacles. But it hasn't seemed to bother him too much. Yeah, and it's, um, uh, I guess it's like Samson. He gets his power from his hair. Yeah. Um, I think for my pick for mm-hmm. who's going to go the furthest, uh, not to be too obvious if you're going to pick Gil, I, I do have to go with Drew Dreschel. Yeah. Uh, and I know these are the guys that made it the furthest last year, and that isn't always, it's not year after year always the same guys, but Dreschel, I think right now, is just so on top of his game. Uh, I mean, you saw him tonight in this all-star game where, where he did win that last challenge, over Najee Richardson, and it was just, I mean, all everything he does is so impressive. He's, he really, you know, he gets the, the nickname, the real-life ninja, yeah. and it's, like, so obvious why. It's, like, not forced at all. He's, he's the coolest. Yeah. the I guess I'll say, if we're going to debate this a little bit, Yeah, uh, my argument for Gil over Dreschel, Drew, every once in a while, does these things that, like, <laughs> worry me a little bit. Like, at the end of Stage 2 last year, when he just started, like, mm-hmm. flipping the things really slowly when there was not a lot of time Yeah, left. not a lot of urgency there uh, from Drew in that event. I'll give you that. And he did the little thing with the uh, the little, like, wedge board or whatever, where right. he just kind of tapped it. Right, But, I right. mean, if you're talking about skill set and ability and dedication, then I don't know if there's anybody that tops drew there i mean i think i i think i go with drew over gill one in terms of just experience he's been around long. he's been doing this and he's not 
I, I think he's not going to be as likely to make those small mistakes as a guy like Gil, who's still learning and mm-hmm. still observing. Uh, and while Gil's got this tremendous natural ability, obviously so does Drew, and I think he's just more practiced and, and just so well-practiced. And the other thing about Drew that I, I've noted to you in the past is, you've seen it, especially in his one-on-one interviews, how he talks about how he owns his gym, and you know, last season he was saying, you know, this is, this is my livelihood, this is everything to me, I need to go out there and, and perform, because I need to show all these people out there in the country watching this that I can do this and that I'm good at this so that they come to my gym yeah. and let me train them. I mean, this is, this is his entire life is dedicated to this. Uh, and like we were saying, Gil has his Opry, has his dancing, and he. And not, I'm not saying he's not dedicated. I'm not saying he doesn't train hard because he truly, surely does. But a guy like Dreschel has everything riding on this, and I think he just he loves the pressure and he performs. I think he is my pick to go the furthest. I think he's got the best odds for that. That's that's my pick there. So then, if we talk about who we think has the best chance to f- to beat the course to mm-hmm. conquer Mavatoriama. This, I think, becomes a much more interesting question, and hopefully, for the people listening, you know, a bit different of a response than you were expecting. Uh, do you want to go first on this one? Sure, I'll go first. I pick Ian Dory as the man who is most likely to win the entire thing. As we were saying earlier, I think that the, the most likely guys to beat these things are the guys who have that grip strength, which really plays into that rock climbing ability that Dory has, especially training with the Wolf Pack, training with Isaac Caldiero, Brian Arnold, all great athletes. Uh, I think Dory truly has the best shot. Now, I think what hurt him last year a little bit is that two seasons ago, he came in third, uh, one rung away from also finishing stage three and getting to move on to Mount Midoriyama. And I think that that absolutely crushed his mentality, probably made it tough to get back into training and made it tough to come back the next year. And I think that's why he might've tripped up a little bit. I'm hoping and I'm thinking that he's, you know, he had that gap year now, he had that year, he's gotten his head right. I think that Dory is going to come into this season completely rejuvenated and ready to go. I have Ian Dory to win the whole thing. Yeah, on the flip, I guess just going with an alternative that's perspective. That's not a pun. <laughs> yeah, that's not a flip Rodriguez pun. <laughs> on the other side of things, if you look at Dory and that moment that you talk about where he talks about in the interview how he had a really tough time coming mm-hmm. back from that, you know, you talk about guys who've kind of just like lost their spark a little bit. I'm yeah. worried that maybe that could be him and it's not necessarily him. It, it definitely, he's shown signs of, of having that mental block I think that he's going to get over that. I think this is going to be his year back, his redemption year, and I think he's going to go all the way. But I definitely see the the risk there. I definitely see why you might be hesitant to pick a guy who, who did have a tough time, uh, both physically and mentally, it seemed, last year. Yeah. But the other thing is, he before, there, were, there was Isaac and there was Brian Arnold in the Wolfpack, and Ian Dory's kind of just this guy who... People, I, I don't feel like people really knew him as much or mm-hmm. talked about him as much. And then all of a sudden, he's suddenly now, Isaac's gone, and he's one of the favorites to win. He's in the spotlight. Um, so that was an adjustment, too. So he's got time to kind of overcome that. And really, I mean, you look at his year last That's year, right. and we and we can say, like, oh, you know, he fell early on stage one. But he also finished a finals course that year, and he mm-hmm. finished the finals course for the third yeah. straight year. He's the only so one to impressive. do that. Yeah, only uh, one and, that. you know, I did. I misspoke earlier. I said that he, he had these mistakes both physically and mentally, and I completely misspoke there because he had mental mistakes. Yeah. When he fell off the propeller, he has a mental mistake. 
he had no physical mistakes yeah, uh, last season. He looked incredibly strong every step of the way. And and I think if he gets his head right, that's all he's going to need. He is so strong. That rock climbing background, I, I think he is definitely my pick to finish the entire thing. Uh, what do you think? What's your pick? Who's your guy? So my or, guy. Or girl, that is. Or girl, yes. My guy, though, is going to be Josh Levin. Uh, <laughs> An and interesting pick. Obviously, he's inexperienced. I mean, he was a rookie last year. He That's had an pick. unbelievable rookie season. Uh, he was the only one to finish his finals course. And mm-hmm. then he fell on the double wedge um, in stage two, the last and toughest obstacle that only a couple guys were able to beat. And he reminds me of Gil's season that Gil had as a rookie where he just showed a ton of promise and maybe just needed a little bit of extra seasoning. Um, so hope, I think Levin will be 22 um, he's a student, I believe. He's an engineering student, so yeah, he's gonna have school. he's gonna have time to train. I mean, if uh, you know, if he's, I'm sure he'll be busy with classes. But when you're in college, you have more time than a full time professional would. Um, and it seems like he's really passionate about this. I saw him at the um, college madness. He was cheering on one of his buddies from MIT. So it seems like he's getting into it. And I love the rock climbing. Background. Yeah, again with the rock climbers, yeah. uh, definitely having a good shot at stage three. My fear with Levin, as you mentioned, is just uh, how new he is. He's, you know, he's only a rookie. Now, I, I get how great he looked last year. I mean, he, he, like you said, finishing that finals course was so extremely impressive. But he's only got one season, and I just don't think he's ready to be the star just yet. I think that he's got a tremendous future ahead of him, and one day... I think we will debate if he could be amongst the top American Ninja Warriors of all time. I just don't think he's at that level just yet, or at least I'm not ready to admit that after only one season. I think he's not proven himself enough to me just yet when you have all of these guys who who have come back year after year and truly proven themselves. I just think he's too young. So I think that's a, a high-risk pick for me as the, as the, as the uh, top likely chance to finish. Yeah, it's definitely risky. It's definitely kind of expecting someone to take a leap that might may or may not necessarily happen. And, it, you know, anything can happen with these guys. You could just make one little mistake mm-hmm. and you're out. But I do like the fact that this guy's a winner who's competed on the biggest stage. Maybe not necessarily a ninja, but uh, his speed climbing resume. That's I don't know true. the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure they said something like 11 national championships yeah, or something, something on one of those shows. Impressive. And he's only like 22 years old. So he's been speed climbing at this high level That's for a true. long he time. That's true. He definitely knows how to compete under pressure. That's a good point. He's not new to that. Uh, I guess we'll see. I think that it's still a little early to put all of the backing into Josh Levin, but maybe you'll prove me wrong. Uh, I will note, though, that Jared and I do have an extra bet going right now uh, that he will win if Josh Levin wins the entire show, and I will win if Ian Dory wins the entire show. So that's a little extra uh, side bet on top of our fantasy league. And I have a feeling throughout the season and throughout this podcast, Jared and I are going to make... Probably a couple more uh, bets throughout, you know, to get the debates really going. So I guess we'll see how that will turn out. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can see that happening for sure. Um, I think the next thing maybe we want to talk about is just who we think, based on, I guess, tonight and based on last season, are there any names you want to call out uh, for everyone to keep an eye on this season? Who we think are, are going to have a really great season for themselves in terms of what they're capable of. Yeah, so 
kind of piggybacking off of a discussion we had earlier with Najee Richardson, Mm -hmm. I think this guy's going to have an awesome season. We've been talking about this since before the All-Star show aired, um, but seeing him again just kind of like reignited all these ideas that we had about his potential. He's got a gymnast background, excellent body control, uh, great body weight to strength ratio it was interesting learning that he was five seven tonight yeah i i don't know his presence he seemed so much taller competing yeah. last year i guess it's just how far and how smooth he can make some of these transitions he, he just has such a big presence and i saw him standing next to some of these other athletes and he's he's a short guy and but it just doesn't stop him at all he's super impressive i agree with you i definitely think keep your eyes on Najee. i thought something that was very interesting about him is i thought at first, that last year was his uh, rookie season, yeah. and only later learned that it, it was actually his sophomore season. He competed the season before. It's just he didn't really do anything. Right. So he came back and performed. I guess that's why they're calling him the Phoenix. He came, he came back and performed so strongly that that it almost seems like a completely different athlete out there. I think he's on top of his game, both physically and mentally. He's shown it again tonight on top of last season. I think absolutely right. He's a guy to look out for in this upcoming season. Um, the man who I want to mention is Flip Rodriguez, who, you know, year after year has been a, an excellent, tremendous athlete. But I think Flip is finally getting it together mentally and really getting himself in this in this really good, clear state of mind that's going to put him over the top. I think last year, you know, he, he lost. He got disqualified off a of technicality, which I, I really hate to see that because I, I think, it, first of all, I think it's kind of, you know, not right that, you know, we have these tough, tough obstacles. I want to see these athletes doing whatever they can, whatever's going to benefit them to get through these obstacles and not fall. So if Flip, if you don't remember from last season, what happened was it was two ledges and you needed to jump onto the first ledge, move your body using just your fingertips across the ledge, transition onto the second ledge again. And this ledge isn't, is, is not stable. It's, it's a not stable ledge. It's, it's tilting back and forth. You have to, you know, work your body forward and onto the ground and, and dismount onto the edge. And what Flip did is he made this tremendously big jump from the first board all the way to the platform, and they ended up disqualifying him, being you know stating that they very clearly stated the rules that you needed to touch and grip both both ledges. To me, that seems unfair. He made it through. He had the athletic ability to make it from the first first ledge all the way to the end, something that not many people can do. I thought that's enough to make it, but on that technicality, he made it out. I think that said, other than that one mistake, he he looked absolutely uh, incredible the entire season. I think he's in the right state of mind, and and I think Flip's the guy to really look out for this season. I think he's going to make it the furthest he's ever done before. Yeah, I mean, you talk about athleticism and how he was able to make that jump. We saw him today in the in the skills challenge on the little snake run at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He just skipped like three oh, yeah. jump pegs and could just jump so far. I mean, the guy is a, seamlessly is a, is a freak athlete. Absolutely, um, and it seems like. Like you said, mentally, the the upper body strength, I think, has improved every year as well. Yeah, I think that's something that's held him back in the past, but I think he's definitely worked on it. He looks bigger than he's ever looked. Mm-hmm. I think it's something he's worked on, and I think it's going to show. I think he's really in for a great season. Yeah, it would be a terrific story, um, given everything. And He's definitely one of my favorite guys. He's always been kind of one of my favorite guys. Absolutely. But... He's, he's stepping up. I think he's definitely stepping up.
yeah, another guy uh, to talk about. I think Jake Murray could have mm-hmm. a really big year this year. Uh, training with the Wolfpack, like we said. I think that's huge. The Wolfpack is, uh, you know, these guys br- breathe this stuff. They have their own podcast, too, yeah, where they, they talk do. about Ninja. Um, Jake, he's kind of interesting because he's kind of like a sillier guy, which is such like a contrast to like Brian Arnold, who I right. just feel like is so serious. And Ian Dory. Uh, and Ian Dory, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty serious. You know, Jake Murray, very, very silly guy, and I'll admit that in the past, I haven't had the strongest feelings towards him. I thought he was a little too silly, a little too goofy out there, and to me, if you're not taking it at least a little bit seriously, maybe you're not going to go as far, but I think he's really, really proven me wrong on that one, and I've completely jumped on the Jake Murray train. I, I Last season, he really proved himself, and I've become a Big fan of Jake Murray, uh, especially after his little um, his his hot dog uh, corn dog move that yeah. he pulled out there and jumping into the water. He's he's just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and it's interesting because he's not kind of your like prototypical guy that you think of to be one of the best ninjas. Um, right. But he's been really like fast too. I mean, I was just rewatching yeah. some of the stage one runs, and actually the last two years, I think he was. The second fastest guy on stage one two years ago, and the fastest mm-hmm. guy on stage one last year, and that and that makes you worry a little bit because you've seen these speedy guys make mistakes, uh, not think things through, and you know sometimes it works for them. And Jake Murray had a great season last year, but you've seen slip ups like that. You know when Flip was only worried about going fast, he's gotten out early before he's gotten himself in trouble. So you know that that's a possibility with these guys. But Jake just seems really on top of his game right now. I definitely think you got to look out for him. And you can really set yourself up really well for stage two if you can run stage well, stage one well, right. because the order is dictated by how you do in stage one. So if you get to run at the end, right? Like he's been. I mean, he made it to the the, the last obstacle last year. He had the advantage to see everybody try it. He couldn't quite get through it, but I mean, right. you have this advantage that the other guys don't have. Uh, where you can see the course, and there's so many new obstacles they throw at you. The extra, every extra advantage helps. And it's not that speed isn't worth anything, right? Uh, because you know you, it's the furthest, the fastest. So until Vegas, you know his speed might just be what gets him all the way through. If he were to make a slip, if he can get to a further enough, a, fur, a far enough obstacle, mm-hmm. that's all he's going to have to do because he's definitely going to get there first. Yeah. So he's definitely another name, definitely guy to look out for. Uh, for me, I want to call out just one more guy. Uh, no surprise here, but I think Brian Arnold is another man that we just have to talk about for a second because year after year, I think Brian Arnold is a tremendous athlete. Uh, he's he. I think last season they showed him building a rock wall inside his house. All these guys are building their backyard obstacles. Brian Arnold says, no, on a rainy day, <laughs> I want to be able to train in my house. Uh, I don't want to have to walk all the way outside to go train on my backyard course. I'm going to be doing monkey bars to, from the bedroom to the bathroom. Uh, he absolutely lives and breathes Ninja Warrior and his training, and I think his rock climb training, I mean, he's just such a strong athlete. And even as one of your older competitors, I don't think, I mean, he, he clearly doesn't seem to be slowing down. Uh, I think he's going to have another great season. Yeah, and this is a guy who, he was the first one that kind of made you think, wow, like someone can do it. Someone Absolutely. can beat everything. When he came within a couple, I think, was he one away on stage three? I can't remember if he was one away or two away, but he uh, on the floating monkey bars. He was super close to the end, had a, uh, a slip up. And even in the other years, like all these other people have done things mm-hmm. in front of him, which I know has to hurt has to hurt him, you know, emotionally. Yeah. But 
he's still been getting to stage two every year. And it doesn't seem, and like it does with some other people, I don't ever see, I, I, I see him get disappointed, and I, and I like the fact that he gets disappointed. It really shows how much he cares. Yeah. But he also seems to have that, you know, short-term memory where I don't think he holds on to that anger. He comes back the next year and knows he's the man, he's been training, and he's going to be able to get it done. He absolutely knows that he can beat Mount Midoriyama and that he can get to Mount Midoriyama, and he believes it and I believe it. I think he's another guy to look out for. He can win the whole thing. Yeah, I think he's one of, like, three guys that Mm -hmm. believes he can beat the course like authentically like i don't know how many guys some guys say it everybody says it but like how many of them actually believe it i think brian arnold has absolutely no doubt in his mind that he can be the next american ninja warrior and i think that's a huge advantage uh such a strong athlete i'm really looking forward to watching him yeah and we will find out uh later this year if he can in fact become the next american ninja warrior uh that's all we have to say for this podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, if you did, you know, tell your friends and uh, hopefully we can grow this into something that's really cool. Um, we set up a Twitter account for the podcast. We are at the Ninja Debate. Let us know what you think. Also, let us know if there's any topics you'd like us to discuss, anything that maybe we said tonight that you disagree with, things that you agree with, and anything you want us to talk about in the future. Let us know. Let us know on the uh, on the Twitter account. Yeah, we're always open to hearing from other people. We love discussing this with each other, Absolutely. and we'd love to discuss it with all of you guys. At the Ninja Debate. Yes. Uh, and I guess that's it. So... We'll see you next time on another exciting episode of The American Ninja Debate.